HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. The following program has been brought to you by Kane Vineyard and Winery. Kane Vineyard and Winery supports Heritage Radio and the growing movement to change how Americans eat and how we think about our planet. For more information, visit www.kane5.com. back with another week of Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Irway. The song just cut off really abruptly, but that's okay. <laughs> this is, we're here at Roberta's Pizza, as usual, and I'm joined by two women who have a wonderful new company called Ovenly. Check out OvenlyNYC.com. And here they are, Erin Patinkin and Agatha Kulaga. Kulaga? Yes. Yep. Correct. I just realized that I, I met Erin about four years ago when I sold magne- magnetic fields tickets yeah, on I, I found them on Craigslist and your email address included your um, <laughs> your website, Not oh, Eating Out in New York. And I was like, oh, she's a food blogger. I'm going to buy tickets from her. And we lived on the same street, too. We did. How was the show? It was really good. Oh, darn. Except Stephen Merritt complained about his ear problem overly too much. I can't remember why I was selling those. Anyway, um, so... We all know that Brooklyn is now this incubator city for this explosion of craft artisanal food companies. Um, And these two ladies um, have a huge passion for baking and decide to take that to the next level. Can you tell me a little bit about what happened about, you know, taking it to a business? Sure. Um, I'll I'll start and I'm sure Agatha will chime in. But we... Both uh, had been very interested in starting a food company for a very long time. And individually, before we had met each other, we had done friends events. We, I had per- done some personal chefing, but we both had very different careers and desired to do something new. And we happened to be in the same book club that we both never went to. And That was uh, about food. It was about food. And then, was it the Foodie Book Club at the Brooklyn Kitchen? No, no. it was before the existence of that, I think, okay. maybe. It was uh, called Four Burners, and it was started by a woman named Kara Canela. Hmm. And, um, yeah, so we never went, and then I hosted one of the events at my house and finally had read a book and finally uh, decided to fully participate, and Agatha was there, and we met. And I had not read the book. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so, and we, you know, a conversation sort of started with all the women. There was a lot of very accomplished people and, um, a conversation started about how, wow, why is, has there not been a business that has started from this book club of all these really talented women? And then Agatha just kind of looked at me and was like, let's start a business. <laughs> and we met the next day or the, that that week, actually. And May we 2nd, decided, 2009. Yeah, it's it's our anniversary. Oh, wow. <laughs> Two years ago yeah. is when we met to talk about starting a business. Yeah. And, and we just went forward from there. And it took a while, but um, we did a lot of planning and and then finally launched in officially September 2010. Yeah. So we, we talked a lot about a lot of stuff. We had some friends who were having us do things that were not at all what we're doing now. We started by thinking we were going to start a rooftop dessert club and, (laughs) and then an underground dessert club. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, we were doing menu planning for restaurants. It was just kind of a circuitous route. And then Uh we kind of finally were like, you know what? We like to bake. We're just going to do, some baked goods and some bar snacks, and that's how we started. And now you sell your baked goods to various bars and also stores, right? Stores, so. bars, and restaurants. Yeah, we we uh, we do baked goods for um, coffee shops as well in the mornings, and then most of our bar snacks um, are in Brooklyn and Manhattan at this point. So New York based, so right. Far. So it used to be like all these, you know, bagel stores and delis had a, a bunch of baked goods that they didn't actually bake there, but they were bought from some like other massive wholesaler of, of baked baked goodsness. But now, <laughs> <laughs> that's the official name. Now, when you go to these stores, like, what's a good example of, of what's a big account for you, you guys? Um, Joe, like Joe, the art of coffee is probably one of our big, biggest accounts and they have seven locations in Manhattan. And so, and that they were totally culpable of that too. They, um, their providers and they still use, I mean, not that those are necessarily bad or not as good, but they have moved over to using us for their scones and their cookies. And they also use a variety of other local folks. Right. For, so it's like a smorgasbord the, of these exactly. really creative, individually made, uh, delights yeah and you know and they made a very conscious decision to revamp uh what they were offering in their coffee coffee stores cool yeah and so what sets your desserts apart from the rest i guess well our focus is that we like to meld savory and sweet so our 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 desserts are never too sweet they have a an element of savory and usually an element of spice to them um and i think that that's what sets us apart from from other desserts especially we like to sit around and think about flavors that we think would go well together and or things that um, we might think could be unusual combinations but will turn out really well. And so um, that's kind of how we mm-hmm. brainstorm about the products that we'll create. But an example of melding savory and sweet is we produce um, like our probably our most favorite dessert is the a black chocolate stout cake with salted caramel frosting. But we use a really dark Dutch processed cocoa that's really bitter and so the cake itself isn't very sweet and then the, the frosting is actually quite salty, salty. it's Ooh. very salty yeah. we, we like to make desserts that we would uh, actually eat as a meal yeah and we don't like we don't things that are cloyingly sweet and so a lot of our desserts are, are not overly not too sweet that sounds good to me so so two years later you know, stuff is flying off the shelves. Demand is growing crazy. Agatha quits her day job. Did you ever expect this was going to happen? 
we had big plans. Oh. Um, and I, I think that what's nice, what's been nice about uh, our process is that we've started off slow and at a slow pace and we never got ahead of ourselves and we set small goals, but we also had these larger goals and it's worked out really well for us. And I think the, the path that we're headed towards is great. And we've just, um, we were in, we were cooking out of poly G's before and, um, and we just moved into a new space in Red Hook. That's a lot larger, but, um, but that was really a, a great move for us, but, um, but at the same time, it helped us to evolve and we weren't taking on too much at once. And right. so we were starting off um, working with less clients. And now now that we've taken on a few more clients, that gave us the ability to move on to a larger space. To get your own space. Exactly. So it's your own commercial kitchen now? It is you rent? our own commercial kitchen in Red Hook, yeah. yes. I, you know, it, but w- just to go um, to catch the what onto what uh, Agatha was just saying. We definitely had big plans and we definitely had goals that we wanted to accomplish. But I don't know, at least for me, I didn't realize that when we really started things up in September, that come May, we would both be working on this full time. I sort of thought like, oh, it'll be a year or two before I can quit my job. I quit my job in November um, Mm -hmm. to do this full time. And, you know, Agatha uh, just today, today is pretty much her first day where she's, uh, full-time you're free at last (laughs) and so I I just don't think that I just didn't expect to get the response we did so quickly um and we haven't done any marketing on our own and so it's been entirely word of mouth and so and just going up to these bars and stores and say hey you want to try we actually we we haven't done that that. (laughs) oh my gosh we're we're about to (laughs) yeah we um actually the we Two places we approached were kind of mutual because we had friends that worked there. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Ver- Veronica People's Club and the Brooklyn Brewery. Those were the f- our first two clients, and we never said we have not since then pursued a client, which has been amazing. We've been for very us. lucky, so and it's so lucky. But mm-hmm. it's just we had we had goal sheets of who we were going to approach, <laughs> and we haven't even had a chance to hit that. And we've and she, yeah. people have been really supportive too. So people that we started working with, then it was word of mouth, and they would recommend us to other other people, I and see. we just went from there. So we're we're hoping to get out there and start introducing ourselves to other people. Yeah. Well, it's all about a good product, right? And, That's true. And it goes around. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so so okay. So you both are the bakers. And you both are basically everything. Right. We were okay. up until two weeks ago. Um, now we have three employees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's all. I, I'm kind of like following the trajectory of all these small <laughs> craft businesses. So when do you meet this milestone? And a lot of people ask, "How do I get a commercial kitchen in in Brooklyn?" And I, I we hear get a lot those of emails all the time. Yeah, we get a lot of emails. A lot like of that. people, but it seems like it makes sense. Would you say it makes sense when you're first starting out to kind of um, moonlight in a restaurant? It, it definitely helps, and I think um, also it gives you an opportunity to see what you're capable of and and, and to form relationships while you're doing that. Um, yeah. I think that that's if a good we... good idea. You can piggyback off of, like, Polly G's people or exactly. something. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's definitely what happened. I mean, that is what happened with Polly. I mean, we've just being associated with him has really brought us a lot of press, which has been great. And we were baking out of his kitchen, and then organically we started doing the desserts for him and then the bar snacks for him, <laughs> so it just all fell into place. And and I think that just the moonlighting comment, um, New York is a really bureaucratic place, and it's 
not necessarily the easiest place to start a business. If other people out there who are listening are from other cities, they may have had this experience. But we, you know, we actually started first. We were working on the weekends out of a, at a out of a caterer's kitchen, and then we were in Polly's, and now we're in our own kitchen. But it has been helpful to, it, besides finding the commercial kitchen. It's been helpful to rent places that are already built out or that. Um, you know, we can use other people's equipment because it also keeps keeps your cost down. It's they're just hard to find, and you mm-hmm. just really have to put your yeah. feelers out there. So totally, it's like before buying a, an apartment or you know a home, rent first right. or exactly. something. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's very true. Okay, next question: How do you become incorporated? Did you did you do that from the big, the get go? Okay, so you yeah we did that right. You away. weren't like hobbyist tinkers selling things just like to friends. Well, once we had a couple first. clients that we knew that we were going to start with, we immediately yeah. Oh, okay. Became an LLC, yeah. so. But it, it did take a few months for us to to actually do it. Okay. Did you have to take like any food um, handling, whatever? Oh, we've done all certifications. Of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We okay. have to do that. You know, I think that that's kind of an important thing. Starting a business is as much as you can afford to do things correctly and legally. Just do it from the beginning. There's some things that you might have to hold off on for a little bit, but um, you know, business insurance and food handlers and doing. You don't have to do an LLC. It's much, you know, if you want to do an S Corp or a C Corp, which costs a lot less, you know, just get everything sort of legal and in place because you're going to ultimately set yourself up to make everything easier, like taxes and other, other, there are other incorporations that you need, other certifications that you need that you have to show your incorporation, blah, blah. So, word to the wise. And starting a business does not just mean, or a food business does not just mean being in the kitchen. There's a lot of business involved with right. that as well, which can be overwhelming at times, especially if you don't have that background. So, it's important paperwork, to start. Paper, Exactly. So much paperwork. File, file everything. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, it works. So, um, so did you guys, um, how would you feel if you went into it just alone? Do you feel like the teamwork really helps out? I, I think that it's, it's been tremendous for me. I, I don't think that I would have been able to do it alone. Uh, or it, it was very intimidating to even, um, even think about that. And before I met Aaron, I had wanted to start a baking business. And I was searching around and asking my friends um, if anyone was interested in doing the same thing, especially the ones that were uh, cooks. And, and everyone was just not in that place. And so I just... I was waiting for something serendipitous to happen mm-hmm. and it did yeah. when I met Aaron and and I just feel so lucky because it is it's intimidating in every sense and to have someone that can be there and understand what you're going through even your closest friend or your partner won't necessarily understand that unless they're going through it with you and and I think that that's been really helpful and and we feed off of each other's ideas and and that part is really creative and um, inspiring as well just because there's things that I'm not aware of or haven't learned um, in my cooking or baking career that Aaron knows and and hopefully vice versa, vice versa. so I think that um, it's definitely been a collab- collaborative process and and that to me has has been a learning process, which is great. It sounds like it would be more fun too. It's been so much fun. And also, but someone, you know, just totally frankly, like when you're starting a small business and you're growing and and things are happening faster than you expect, it's pretty stressful. And so, and so, you know, when you talk about partnerships and business partnerships, it's not about just finding a partner. It's about finding the right partner. And I think we were very fortunate to have found each other and to have started this together because there's a lot of stress and, there have been some very hard moments, but we're two people who talk a lot about mm-hmm. 
the issue, you know, if we have any issues or how things are going. And we also are two people who have really thick skin. So we might very thick, (laughs) you know, there might be moments where we're acting angry towards each other or acting really stressed out towards (laughs) each other. But we both we understand what we're each person is going through because we're going through the same thing that uh, it, you know, it just works. And it's it I know that a lot of people have a hard time finding the right business partner so that's and usually in the in moments of stress one of us is stressed and the other one yeah, is able to come that's also it's, just good too it's worked out really well in that sense well congratulations and one last question no investor investor yes no? yeah we have Recent. an investor <laughs> As of today. As of today, oh, it's official. Well, as of today, it's official. Okay. We've had a lot of milestones apparently today. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> our two-year anniversary. Agatha's first official. Full and you're day. on Heritage Radio. We're on <laughs> yes, a ra- our first go. radio show, and yeah. we officially have our investor. Everything happened today. Yes. Wow. You're on a roll. Okay, so um, <laughs> I know you guys picked a song. We'll just throw that on really quick. Um, what is it? It's R. Kelly in the kitchen. <laughs> of course. We'll be right back. Let's get together like a cookout, baby. You bring the beer and I'ma bump some Sadie. Cook up some of that chicken, baby. And oh, yeah, don't forget the rice and gravy. It's about to be a party at my crib. Got Tennessee juice and beverage. Got chicks and swimsuits up in here. No pole, no haters, no tricks in here. Hey, y'all, what's up, what's up? Got bounce juice in my cup. Mama making that ass jump up. Shit, she don't give no fuck. Ain't gotta worry about complaining ass neighbors. Cause your boy is sitting on some acres. Dip low in the SLR. Come and take a ride in my super car. Scatter kind of limit when you're rolling with a play. Shopping sprees when you're rolling with a play. I thought a bar when you're rolling with a play. Big chips when you're rolling with a play. The party's almost over, so baby, tell me what you're gonna do. Open that door, put the mouth, close that door. Me and you, sex in the kitchen. This is a public service announcement from Heritage Radio Network. Every Tuesday at noon, Dave Arnold, the author of CookingIssues.com, will discuss new and innovative techniques, equipment, and ingredients. Call in with your own questions to see if Dave and the crew can solve your cooking issues. Again, that's Tuesdays at noon on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, we're back on Let's Eat In. I'm Kathy Airway, and we've got Agatha and Aaron from Oven Lee, a baked a bake goods company we would like to do a cooking show with r kelly (laughs) just just, agatha would like to do a cooking show just putting that out there i can totally see the video right now (laughs) it would be like flour all over the place (laughs) licking spoons and uh let's do it um i promised him i'd ask more fun questions after getting over like the the nitty-gritty of the the business because i i don't know everyone seems to be asking these questions these days so hopefully that was a good success story and um some good tips there so thank you guys so much for those but i know you're both very comp uh competent and capable i'll say both um bakers but what do you guys like to cook when you're not eating these baked goods as a meal as you suggested (laughs) We, I, I'll start with myself. Um, I, I love cooking everything and I love experimenting in the kitchen. Um, I, I'm a big science dork, so I love 
the chemistry and the science behind things. So um, baking, for that reason, I, I really enjoy as well. Um, but I love cooking Mexican food, and I also love cooking Polish food, which um, that's my background. I was born here, but my parents are from Poland. So, Ooh, what's that's... a good Polish recipe I should try? Oh, God, there's so many. Kill, I... She Actually, Agatha made these dumplings once that were based on a Polish recipe, but totally her style with the tamarind paste. Yeah, Talk they were. Those. those were so good. They were um, sort of a spin on traditional uh, Polish dumplings that are made out of um, farmer's cheese and potato, Ooh. and um, and then we cook, we boiled them, pan fried them, um, and prior to pan frying them, we coated them in uh, in ground pistachios, and then Whoa. made a tamarind paste to go with it. Whoa, to, um, pistachios and sesame seeds. That's and, wild. and black sesame seeds. So yeah, good. and they were. They're delicious. That's insane. That yeah. It's kind of like gnocchi almost. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit like ricotta gnocchi, and po- potato, but f- well, I don't Eastern know. European style, yeah. Farmer's cheese is, is very popular in Eastern European. That's Much lighter than gnocchi. Mm-hmm. Much That's lighter than fascinating. Mm-hmm. And okay, so since you're still on a roll, Agatha, um, <laughs> what would you say would be the most ultimate date meal that you would make? Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was well. That's what? what I, I was about to say. Octopus, octopus, octopus. <laughs> you guys really know each other. Aaron's in the back. Seat. It's you funny know. because that's the first thing that came to mind was octopus. What? <laughs> she and her my, husband make them. My my husband is Portuguese, and um, and he just recently made me. We just got married in January, and he, oh, congrats! Thank you. And he made me this incredible traditional Portuguese octopus dish and it's basically uh roasted we did baby octopus um and it's roasted for about i would say two or three hours i don't know he's he so the, know the little baby ones you just eat those little things like whole oh, without oh, a yeah. fork oh yeah and they're so tender right they're so delicious oh my god <laughs> and it's in it's in um uh you make a sauce out of uh fresh tomatoes garlic um this pepper paste that you can also make and it. I, it takes about two or three days to make that pepper paste. And, and then mm. you roast all of this with uh, potatoes and, and some veggies and it's wow. fabulous. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so nothing says like, I love you than an octopus tentacle in your mouth. Whoa. That sounded really weird. <laughs> um, oh my God. The weirder the texture, the better for me. <laughs> Aaron's okay. the opposite. Aaron, no, not me. <laughs> Aaron's really. the opposite. Not, yeah. <laughs> What would you say, Erin? Um, in terms of what I like to cook, or the best date meal? Which one? Oh, best um, date meal. Yeah, let's go with All that. All right. Oh, man, I have no <laughs> idea. Um, I think it would have to include some sort of really slow-roasted meat because... She likes I, to cook meat. I, well, I, I don't... I'm not a... I was a vegetarian up until, I'm, I don't know, two or three years ago. And I don't know how to cook meat that well, but I became a... She makes awesome scrapple. I do make really good scrapple. What is scrapple anyway? Scrapple is a traditional farmer's dish from the Pennsylvania Dutch, and uh, it's cornmeal mush, which sounds really gross. (laughs) It looks a little weird. And pork neck Another broth. It also sounds really gross, but it's so good, and you cook it all together, and then you fry it like polenta. Okay, and she I was says say, you can make it weird. sound better by saying polenta. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like a polenta, kind of American dish. scrapple. Yeah. Scrapple just sounds. Like I'm sure my mom's listening to me right now and really Southern. excited that I just mentioned scrapple. 
We yeah. Did, I edit all night. So all what, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so what makes that the most like day? But is it just a comforting? The slow cook, well, oh. no, the best day food I would say slow cooked meats just because I was, I never had a slow cooked meat really until the last few years. And I was, I am very much in love with <laughs> lamb shank and, wow. you know, pulled pork. And I never really had had that for, and maybe if I did, I was a kid, but I, don't, I didn't remember because mm-hmm. I stopped eating meat when I was 16. So. I, oh, okay. I was going to say, are you a le- born and raised vegetarian? Or no, no. A big meat eating family. And then I just decided to and, go veg. And what brought you back into meeting? I was actually writing this blog for a while and it, I would go into people's homes and cook with them and then write about it. And then uh, so many people wanted to make meat. meat. And I was like, man, I should this just, unavoidable. I, it's unavoidable. And I was like, I don't know what things taste like. I don't know what, I don't remember what a state tastes like i don't i've mm-hmm. never had That's there were so hard. many meats i'd never had um sweetbreads for example you know i'd never there were so many different types that i had of you know not just the actual animal but parts of animals that i had never tried and now i'm a total adventurer when it turns comes to me that's so we're cool. the same we're oh. the same way it we were both or i was a vegetarian as well and then we've gotten very adventurous <laughs> yeah with that kind of stuff what's your favorite meat now Lamb shank? I'd say a really well slow roasted, cooked slow roasted lamb shank is one like of my favorite. Meat. Yeah, I love mm. asabuco. I, I wouldn't say it's my favorite meat, but uh, an indulgence of mine is uh, chicken liver and chicken hearts. No way. Oh, yeah, I love, love chicken that. liver too. Yeah. Well, you guys are hardcore for, for being <laughs> new, sort of new to meat. That's yeah. crazy. Do you ever do like kind of any meaty things in your baked goods oh yeah we one of our well so we do baked goods and bar snacks kind of and our most popular bar snack is our spicy bacon caramel corn which Mm. is um not only has we use uh benton's bacon benton is benton's bacon's from uh country hands in tech in tennessee and uh it's all you know heritage bread well-raised pork but um we not only cook the lardon down but we use the bacon fat in and the, cooking in, popping in, corn in the caramel corn recipe in many variety of different ways. Wow. So it's really a bacony, and then sort we also of sweet savory snack. We also use the bacon fat in our uh, peanuts that we make. We make roasted Old Bay peanuts, which we're actually going to start a contest tomorrow called. Ooh, oh no, we're supposed, we were supposed to do it today. We're going to do it tomorrow <laughs> called Name Our Nuts because <laughs> we really need a good name for our bacon fat roasted old day peanuts so <laughs> listeners out there get ready name our nuts <laughs> where can we where can we go name them we um, will post it to facebook at, okay. and it's just facebook.com slash ovenly nyc okay cool and uh, and the winner is gonna get a bunch of free nuts <laughs> totally <laughs> okay so um do you have other savory stuff like scones or like we do we biscuits? make yeah we make okay. a lot of um we make a lot of savory scones and and other things as well, but um, some of the savory scones that we've been making that are being sold at Joe and also Veronica People's Club in Greenpoint and uh, Bedford Hill Coffee Shop, um, we do a Gouda, Gouda honeyed pistachio scone. We, um, we've we done bacon, egg, and cheese scones. We do a poly G scone, which we, is oregano, goat cheese, and sun-dried tomatoes. That's mm. an honor of him. We do uh, a Parmesan sage scone. Um, There's yeah a lot of different savory yeah. options. Countless, mm-hmm. it's a whole mix. Cool and um, oh, and Hannah, one of our bakers, she uh, just invented a, a cheddar 
cherry basil scone, which is wonderful. Whoa, that's yeah. yeah it does sound like everything has sweet and savory to it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of our a lot of our goods do. Yeah. yeah. And what's the biggest seller that you guys have of of all everything? Oh well, I would say there. It depends. Depends on the place, but it, if it's bar snacks, definitely the spicy bacon caramel corn. I would say in terms of the cakes that we do for events, it's the black chocolate stout cake with the salted caramel frosting, and we make it with Brooklyn Beer, Brewery beer mm-hmm. and black chocolate black stout. Cho- their black chocolate stout and then in terms of um the breakfast pastries by far the scones we get crazy emails with All scone scones. lovers <laughs> yeah wow cool. converted converted people who never liked scones so now if if um if someone's at their favorite bar and they're bored of like the kind of like potato chip bags they have to offer can we say hey you should uh, talk to Ovenland. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. We we definitely get bulk orders for events and, um, and from people who've been to the bars exactly that we serve at. Any so. emails from drunk people? <laughs> we do get emails from eating our eating snacks at two a.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why did you not decide to put Brooklyn in your company name, like so many others seem to? Big. I'm going to give that? a personal opinion sure. on that. I don't okay. know if Agatha is going to agree, but um, I I'll silently I think agree. that I, I am so happy I'm in Brooklyn and I think the food movement here is great, but you know, it's a movement and it's not necessarily going to remain as localized as, as it is, I think on the East coast. Um, and also we're not just, uh, we are a local company selling to local places, but we do hope to grow and be a bigger business and, and think outside of uh, the five boroughs. So, so that would kind of pigeonhole you. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that there are a lot of companies that are succeeding. I know like with the Brooklyn salsa company, is that the name of that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, there, I see them everywhere now. And, you know, I, I think that there's, that's one marketing strategy. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, there are others to go by too. that. And no judgments on that. Not that it's right or wrong, but um, that just, we never actually even considered that as no. an option. Oh, okay. It just yeah. never even, we, you know, up. we had a bunch of different names that we're thinking of and, no, so Brooklyn was never in the title. How come Ovenly? It we just, liked it, it the best. Came up. I, we, we had so many different uh, names that we were going through, and when Ovenly came up, it, we just knew it was it was the right one. I, I just love geeking out about words, and I just love your name. because oh, thanks. It's Thank just, you. It's so wonderful. It looks like lovely, but scrambled up. And the food is the, lovely. Yeah, we get so. a lot of... Heavenly. We got heavenly, ovenly, lovely, oven, ovenly. Yeah. So. And you guys are lovely, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you you and as well. And <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, where can we... What do you guys have? Oh, okay, so you have a Name That Nut contest and... Yeah. <laughs> Facebook tomorrow. Yes. Name Our okay. Nuts. Cool. <laughs> Anything else fun coming up that you want to mention? Um, we're going to be launching in the next few weeks with uh, Cool House, which is a ice cream sandwich okay. truck that moved here from L.A. And we're going to be doing some signature signature cookies and toppings for them. And so that's a pretty new arena that you're going to see us in, uh, cool especially house. with the toppings, with the actual sauces. Yeah. That they're the first that we'll get our uh, cinnamon hot fudge and our salty caramel sauce for ice cream. Can't wait for the decadence. Yes. Well, thanks so much, ladies. Thank, Thank you. And uh, thanks to Jack and everyone at Heritage Radio Network. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. 
You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.